Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder. And on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you part of a training that I did for Staples. They invited me to personally come and teach and train their audience on how to become the authority in their niche. And today is part one of a two-part series. Part two will be the very next episode on Friday. And in today's episode, I go over the author to authority concept. And this will teach you what you need to know, the three core competencies and the six key building blocks that you need to build authority and use authority marketing to be effective in your business and to build your business stronger and faster. I hope you enjoy. That's why I'm here today because I want to help you be visible. I want to help you let people see and know who you are. Okay, so when you are invisible, you are in what I call the ocean of obscurity. So, you know, when you look at the ocean, can you tell an individual drop of water? No, you can't. And so when you're invisible in your business, you are in the ocean of obscurity and nobody can tell you apart from anybody else who does the same thing that you do. You're just part of that ocean and you're not visible. What I want to talk to you about today, and this is how you increase your income, your impact, and your influence, and that's the author to authority concept. If you want to be seen, and if you want your business to grow fast, you need to become the authority in your niche. When someone sees you as in the authority, getting clientele, getting customers, getting people to use your services is easy because everyone knows your name. Many people know your face. Most people have heard of you. And if they haven't heard of you, you get referred to a lot of people. So becoming an authority is broken down into three main segments. And this is where we're going to start to move a bit faster. So the first segment is the positioning ladder. Now, every entrepreneur, unless you have famous parents, starts off invisible. Now, about 3% of people have that natural charm, have that natural charisma, have that natural ability to just connect with people, and they don't stay invisible long because they have those natural skills. Most of us do not have those skills. Most of us were not the popular kids in school. I know I wasn't. So when you're invisible, building your business is hard because you don't have any proof that you're an expert. Now, being invisible does not mean you're not an expert because you are an expert in something that this world needs. So if you think to yourself, I'm not an expert, oh yeah, you are. Everybody's an expert in something. And when you accept that and that you have something to give the world the next step is to become visible and let the world see it so even though you are invisible it doesn't mean you aren't an expert 
It just means that nobody knows who you are. So when you approach people, when you meet people, when you network with people, when you're on social media with people, they don't really see you because you haven't proven yourself yet. But what happens is if you can become visible, if you can start to let yourself shine, and I'm going to explain the six key areas next that you get to shine in, people start to see you as that expert. Now, expert is a nice place to be because when you are an expert in your business, you've got some systems in place, you know how to sell, and you've got some clientele, you've got some social proof. Most times in the expert stage, you're kind of known locally. So, you know, within your geographical area, people tend to know who you are and what you do. And geographical could be like, you know, anywhere from where you are to three to four hours away. So it's not just your little town, it's kind of a, an area. And when you're an expert, you know how to get clients and customers. You're starting to slowly build in, in social media. You've got some uh, referrals and testimonies. And as an expert, your business is growing and consistently growing, not just little spurts, but it's consistently growing. Now, when you become an authority, that's when life starts to get sweet. Because as an authority in your niche, you are well known, you have lots of referrals coming in. When people check you out, there is social proof all over the place. So when they hear your name or they see you on social media, or let's say you guys are here and you start to check me out, you know, you will start to see that there is social proof that I am who I say I am. And the authority stage is one of those stages where you actually feel like you're accomplishing something. You, you're seeing a lot of results. Yes, Melanie. Okay. Uh, yeah, if there's questions, uh, please uh, put them in the chat box and we will stop for a brief moment. I know I've got a lot to share, so I get talking. So if you have questions, please put them in because I do want to answer them and there will be Q&A afterwards. So the authority stage is when your business is growing good. And actually in the authority stage, many times your business has grown to the point that you no longer can do it on your own, that you have to bring in help because it's growing so fast that there's not enough hours in the day to handle everything. And so you bring people in and you develop that team and your company is growing and it's an incredible place to be. Now we're not going to focus in on influencer because that's people like Oprah Winfrey and Tony Robbins and things like that. And you don't hit that stage easily and it's long-term, but you can go from invisible to authority in a few years time. You know, anywhere from that three to five year time, you can go from invisible to authority. You can go from invisible to expert in a very, very short space of time. And an expert phase, you're actually bringing money into your business. Segment two, and this is where I'm going to really focus in on, is the six key areas that you need to build authority in. And there's a order to them. So you'll see here that there's um, your, your marketing, your in-person, your communication, your network, your social media and media. 
And to be honest today, I'm going to touch mostly on the four main ones that you need to get started. Social media and media are long-term ones. And really, you don't really get into the media until you're kind of hitting that authority stage. Because you're just, it's not, you're not ready yet. So let's go through these six ones. And just remember, if you got any questions, please put them in the chat box. So your marketing, it's not what you think it is. Okay, so your marketing is how you present yourself to the world in a business sense. Okay, in normal life, you know, even though my legal name's Kim Thompson Pinder, locally I'm known as Kim Pinder. I'm Ross's wife, I'm Daniel and Deborah's mother, I'm Benjamin's grandmother. You know, I go to River of Life Church, I'm a musician, I'm an avid reader, I love knitting, I love crochet. You know, those are the things that I'm known for outside of my business. In my business, I am known as the Extraordinary Word Ninja or the Chief Visionary Officer of RTI Publishing. So you want to create how people see you, and that's what your marketing is. And it evolves around your core message, which has three elements to it. Who do you serve? How do you serve them? And who you are in relationship to those first two questions. And if you can answer those questions, you have now laid a foundation to go from invisible to expert and from expert to authority. You have to know those things. It is the core. It is the core of your business because if you do not know who you serve, you're going to spend a lot of time prospecting for people who are not interested in what you have. But you think, well, what I have is for everybody. Maybe. Probably not. There is a core group of people that what you provide is for. And when you can determine that, let's put it this way. If you, if you just talk to everybody, you might have to talk to 100 people to find someone who really wants, like I'm talking desperately needs, really wants your um, services and products. But what if you narrowed that field down and you really knew, you know, whom, who you want to serve and how you serve them? Now you might only need to talk to five people to find that one. So can I repeat those questions? Sure. So the questions are, who do you serve? How do you serve them? And who are you in relation to those two questions? And again, it goes back to, you know, how you present yourself to the world in the business sense. Now, once you have those in place, then you can start building a brand around you. And by brand, I do not mean website logos, blogs, all that other kind of stuff. Your branding is being able to tell people how you, how, who you serve, how you serve them, and who you are. So I'm going to admit something to you. From the very beginning of RTI Publishing, yes, I put together a very simple web page. You can go see it now. I haven't changed it in years. It's not very good looking. 
it's there and it's going to be updated, but it's there. But I was able to, okay, let's just put it this way. I've just finally got my professional website done and I've been in business for five years. I have been able to sell hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of services without ever having a true website, without ever really having a logo, kind of had a blog, but I was really inconsistent with it because I knew who I was, whom I served. So I was able to sell without any of those things in place. So if you're thinking you've got to have those, you don't. If you can answer those three questions, you can start building a powerful business. Now your in-person skills, this is where you take that marketing, where you take the who do you serve, how do you serve them, and who you are in relationship with it to gain authority. And most times when you're starting your business, you are doing a one-to-one -one model. So you meet someone, you talk to them, you kind of find out who they are. You know, you want to transition that into a sales conversation if you think they're a good lead. You know, it's how you introduce yourself. And I will be demonstrating uh, four unique ways to introduce yourself that position you as the authority at the end of this presentation. So if you can have a simple conversation-based sales system in place, you can build a business. My packages start at $5,000 for our ghostwriting and, and, and producing books. I have other services, but that, that big package starts at $5,000. I sell that on a regular basis on the phone, having simple conversations with people. So, you know, it doesn't matter how much it is, if you can have the right conversation with people, you can sell your products and services. Now your network. This is an incredibly important part of the author to authority concept. Um, when you build your network, and I'm sorry there you guys, I can't see my notes because I'm looking at all of you right now. So let me just move you there. All right, so back one. Oops, previous, 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 and previous. Okay, now we're back to where we're supposed to be. So your network. This is about creating a tribe of people who know, like, and trust you. And one of the keys to building a network is being valuable without asking for anything in return. I call it paying your dues. So when you meet in a new group of people you have to prove to them who you are and that you have and that you are worth being a part and being promoted so when you go into network and even online or offline you want to just in the beginning of these groups bring a ton of value don't try to sell anything get people to know that they can ask you questions and that you are going to answer them I spent a couple of years, and yes, I was bringing in sales during that time, but I spent a couple of years getting into different groups, uh, helping out, being valuable, answering questions, and giving it all away. And over time, people came to know that I was the authority. And I started getting referrals from people who didn't even, had never used my services, but I had provided them so much value in the conversations that they were comfortable referring other people to me.
because it became valuable. So your tribe consists of three groups of people, all right? When your clients are one level of your network, then people you collaborate, and they tend to be on the same spot in the positioning ladder as you. So these people become your friends, they become your support, you guys do things together, you help and you support each other, you know, you're on each other's Facebook lives, like you just create a tribe of people that you're all growing together in the same place at the same time and you're helping each other. And then you want to create a network of people who are above you entrepreneurial wise, who are further down the road, who are more successful than you, because not only will they teach you things when you become valuable to them, but they will promote you to their tribe as well. Okay, communication. If you wanna be seen as an authority, you have to have consistency in your speech and your writing. It also includes your body language, it includes being able to communicate your main message clearly, and being able to create effective content. Social media. So I would recommend, if you're gonna start building on social media, do not do all of them at once. Figure out the one or two social medias that work best for you and your target or audience. Then you start to build an audience in there and you, you have to be consistent. You find out what they like and need and you give it to them. Doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Maybe you don't like video, but if your target market likes video, you better learn how to do video and give it to them. And one of the best things about social media is it's a great place to provide social proof that you are that expert, that you are that authority in the niche. Now media, this is when you start to move into more of a one-to-many model, which I'm gonna explain in a minute. And so speaking on small stages, Facebook's Live, summits, getting your pictures of yourself doing so, getting pictures of yourself with famous people, you know, creating a lead sheet website, you know, being on radio, being on TV, like just really getting yourself out there in a big way. Now here's segment three, moving from a one-to-one -one model to a one-to-many model. Now some people wanna jump from right from being invisible to going to media. Here's the thing, there's many lessons that you learn in a one-to-one -one model that you need when you move to a one-to-many model. You have to be able to handle the business that's coming in. So when you start off with a one-to-one -one model, what happens is as your business grows, you learn systems and you put things in place to help you handle growth. And if you don't do that and try to go to the one-to-many model and you don't have all those things in place, you burn out, your business dies, and that's it, you're done. But if you start off with the one-to-one -one model and then move to the one-to-many, when you're in those growth phases, you're bringing on new people, you're learning how to delegate, um, you know, you're learning how to handle growth in your business so that when you go to the one-to-many model, so one-to-many is this, you do something once and it goes out to many people and then there's, you get exponential results. So in this case, I am doing the one-to-many model right now. I am sharing to many people at once because I do this presentation but I'm now doing it to many people and it will go out over the recordings and it will be used and a lot of people will see it. And then that in greatly increases my results because I'm not doing it to one person at a time. But if you, to be able to do one to many, you really have to refine your one to one. 
that gives you that strong foundation so that when you move to one to many, you can soar and you can fly. So we are getting short on time here. The tool to build each one faster is a book. When you become that author, it builds it faster. And so move the chat. That was not what I wanted to do. Sorry there, the chat just took up my whole screen. I couldn't see anything. So how a book builds your business, and these are only a few of the things that it does. Uh, your signature book instantly positions you as a credible expert. Your book overcomes common objections. You become the person to work with as you solve their problems in the book. It helps you clarify your core marketing message and creates a branding point, gives you an incredible amount of content to post on social media, provides social proof that you are who you say you are. Uh, when you're an author, people want to network with you. People above you on the positioning ladder see your worth and want to work with you. And it does open up speaking engagements. And that's only the beginning of the list of what a book does to build your business in those six key six areas. So the four ways to introduce yourself, a unique title that piques interest. There's a reason why I introduced myself as the extraordinary word ninja. And this, the reason is simple. People want to know what an extraordinary word ninja does. So let me just back up really quickly. When you're introducing yourself and you want to be seen as the authority, first of all, let other people introduce themselves first. The reason being is you can quickly determine whether this person is a good potential lead for your business. Ask lots of questions. Let them talk and talk and talk. The more information you give, they give you, the better off you are. And you see, when you're an authority, you do not have to talk first. So think about that one for a second. Have you ever gone to a network meeting and someone comes up to you and they're just so desperate to like vomit everything on you? Does that position them? No, but then there's this person who doesn't say much, but everybody wants to talk to. So when you position yourself as that authority and that expert, you don't have to talk first because you have that self-confidence to know that you are who you say you are and you don't have to prove it. Now, that's what your body language has to state, okay? It's never that you're better than anybody else, but you have to convey that confidence. And one of the ways to do that is let somebody else talk first. And it's hard, believe me, it's hard. I'm an extrovert. I love to talk as if you can tell. I mean, I've been going for I don't know how long now and I haven't really even taken a break yet. And I haven't even begun to tell you all the things that I could tell you. So I love to talk. This is the hardest part for me is stopping and listening. So it's a skill that I've had to learn. But when you do introduce yourself, you want to make sure that it is in such an interesting way that people want to continue the conversation with you. So that's why I have that unique title, The Extraordinary Word Ninja. Ask a question. If you do something that cannot be explained in about 30 seconds or less, don't try. Because all of a sudden you start talking and then people are like, and all they hear is blah, 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 blah. You know, if it takes you five minutes to explain what you do, don't. Just start asking them questions. Find out what it is that they need. Provide a ton of value. And then at the end, you never even give yourself a title. You just say to them, you know, I think I got something that can help you. Can we, can we book a call and talk about it? You do not always have to give your title. Tell people how you help them. 
instead of introducing you, if you have a very common title, don't tell them your title because as soon as they hear your title, they figure they, that they know what you do and they don't need your services. So just tell them how you help people. And last but not le least is lead with a book. And I'm gonna grab one of my books here. So you can see here, this is one of my books, 31 Productivity Hacks for the Busy Entrepreneur. And no, you cannot buy it on Amazon. You get it when you take my courses and different things. When you lead with a book, it actually becomes a lead generation tool. So you may have be holding the book in your hand or you may have it in your purse or in your computer bag or whatever. You let the other person talk first. And if you think they're a good lead for your business, when you introduce yourself, you're going to pull it out. So I would say, hi, I'm Kim. I'm the extraordinary word ninja. I'm also the author of 31 productivity hacks for the business entrepreneur. You hand them the book. The first thing they do is they look down at the book. They open it up. They start glancing through it. You watch them. It's kind of hard to demonstrate on a camera. It's better when I can do it in person, but you watch them. Are they interested in it? Are they really kind of reading it? Or do they kind of glance at the table context and close it up? If they do that, you take it back. You just continue the conversation, blah, blah, blah. If they are, though, reading the book, you give them a moment or two to read the book. And you can maybe chit-chat a little bit, but you want them kind of reading the book. And then as you take it away, and you've got to take it away from them, you take it away from them and you say, you seem kind of interested in it. Would you like a copy? You've now generated a lead. And I always bring with me my ratty copy, the one that I've made look like I've read 50 million times and I've highlighted it and different things. And what I do is, and I always keep the first copy out of the box of every book so I can truthfully say this. So I take it, take it back. They want the book. I say, you know what? This is my special copy. This was the first one in the first box of these that I got. So this is my special one. You could tell I've gone through it. I've reviewed it a few times. You know, it's kind of gotten worn from use. You know, you really don't want this copy. But what I would love to do is I would love to send you a copy in the mail. Now, this is why you have to determine first and let the other person talk first to see if they're a good person. Because you don't want to have to pay for a book and pay to mail a book to someone who's not a good potential client because that's a waste of money. But for your good potential clients, especially if you have service products and services that cost more, you want to invest that 10 to $15 that it's going to take to print and mail the book because it's worth it, especially if you're making hundreds or thousands of dollars on that sale. And 95% of Canadians will give you their name, address, maybe not their phone number, but their email address without even blinking. Because you've proven you're an author. You've got your book right there. So there's, there's automatic trust. And now you're offering to ship them a book in the mail. So you do that. You ship them that book. Guess what? You now have a reason to call them. If you've ever had a sales process and you don't have a reason to call them and you try to call them and you're trying to start a conversation, it doesn't work. Now, unfortunately, today I can't go into all the conversation that you have with the book, but you now have a reason to call them because you want to make sure that Canada Post actually delivered their mail. 
And from there, there's a whole way of turning that into a sales conversation. And do you convert on the first time? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. The better you get at it, the more you can convert using a book. So just before we go into the next section, any questions, Melanie? Absolutely. So I've completed an ebook. How do I get it published? Okay, that's a whole course. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I would love uh, in short, email Kim. Yes. She'll, <laughs> she's got some more info for you. Yes. Um, yeah. And then you just started to touch on it, but this is a secondary uh, question to the point that you had. So having the ebook um, and, you know, currently using it as a lead magnet on my website, you know, what, it, what are your recommendations from there? Is it really just going into the print phase? Well, right now, if you're not seeing people in person, then it's kind of hard. This works best when you're person to person. Um, but here's the thing. There are software where you can do... Uh, have you ever seen those buy the book and just pay the shipping? Yep. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you a secret. If you have a website, it's a little expensive, okay? So this is going to cost you money. But there's a shopping cart for your website I found that I just invested in recently that will allow you to do the, that model. And it's called Thrivecart. Again, it is expensive, okay? And try to search for a lot of the reviews because you can get like a one-time payment option instead as opposed to paying for it monthly. So when you Google it, search, because that's what I kind of did. I, I went through the different reviews um, and I found one where it was just a one-time payment as opposed to monthly. Thrivecart connects with Lulu. Lulu will print and ship your book for you. So you can create the top of your funnel with the, the shipping model, which is what I highly, highly recommend. Other ways to use your ebook is make sure if you're giving your ebook away that you have it attached to an autoresponder like AWeber, MailChimp, there's lots of them out there. And that you have an email series created so after they get your book, you continue to provide them value and you offer them, at least in one or two of the emails that you send out, you offer something for sale. You must have call to actions. People will not just read your book and take action. Well, sometimes they do. But you want to make sure that you're, that you're in their face, that they're, they're seeing you all the time. So they've read your book and then they put it down, they forget about you. So that's why you have to have an email responder series so that you're in their face so that they're seeing you and when they're ready to purchase, you're the one they're gonna purchase with. I hope that answered the question. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. If you are interested in finding out more about becoming an authority and love Facebook groups, I would love for you to join mine, of course, named Author to Authority. It is a wonderful place where not only do we have fun with wordplay, but I teach you what you need to be able to become that authority. And also, I give you opportunities to position yourself as the authority in your niche as you participate in the group and as you share your knowledge and expertise. So love to have you come join. Go to www.facebook.com 
dot com forward slash groups forward slash author to authority. Thank you so much for listening. We will continue part two on the very next episode. Have a great day, everyone.